today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. A new report from the Fraser Institute says changes in spending and student enrollment levels across Canada uh, have been shown over the last three years. And from the data, they've determined that increased education spending in public schools is beyond what was required to account for enrollment and price changes. Contrary to the general uh, perception that education spending in public schools has been cut over the years. The results also indicate that compensation remains the largest and costliest uh, aspect of education spending and attributed to the largest portion of growth in total education spending uh, right the way across the country. To talk more about all of this, Tegan Hill is with us, economist with the Fraser Institute and is on the air now. Tegan, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. Doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. So, uh, especially here in Ontario, we are aware that, you know, there, every couple of years, the, the public is, is put through the dance of, of uh, contract negotiations between teachers' unions and the government of the day. We, this has been going on for, for over 40 years. Uh, and, and for years, it's always been said and sold that it is all about the kids. But what does this report reveal? Well, contrary to what we often hear, education spending has increased in nearly every province across Canada, including in Ontario, and it has not led to better student performance. So it is not having the outcome that you would hope. In Ontario, specifically, education spending in public schools increased by 10.6% from about $26.3 billion to $29.1 billion. That's from 2013-14 to 2017-18, which is the latest year that we have comparable data. But even after you adjust for inflation, so the change in price changes and enrollment, um, per student spending increased by roughly 3%. And it's sitting at $14,394 per student as of 2017-18. And that exceeds the national spending levels by nearly $600 per student. So how do we arrive at the perception that the spending is always being cut? I'm, I, I honestly, I could not comment on, on the public perception, but I think this report does a really good job of laying it out there. Um, we do break it down by compensation, looking at salaries, wages, fringe benefits, pensions, capital spending, um, and I think it's really insightful. And then if we go just one step beyond the spending, which is shown in this report, and look at student outcomes, Um, we see that higher spending doesn't necessarily lead to student outcomes. So if we're looking at Ontario, again, there's been, there's a a high level of spending. It's beyond the national average. Um, We've seen real spending growth after adjusting for inflation and enrollment. Um, The province has not seen improved performance on student tests. Uh, If we look at PISA scores, which is kind of the gold standard of international testing, they've either worsened or remained largely unchanged over the same period. Um, the province's own standardized testing has worrying declines. And what I find particularly interesting is if we look at Ontario's neighbour, where Quebec, where per student spending is much lower, around 12400 per student compared to 14400 in Ontario. Students are, comp- are achieving comparable results at a lower cost. Wow, that's incredible, considering often those two provinces are, are very much compared to each other. Uh, are parents waking up to this? 
And and the reason I suggest this, and perhaps this is a question you can't answer, Tegan, but are parents waking up to this? Because as we've gone through COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen certain systems that have done well. We've seen systems that have failed and, and obviously need work, whether it's long-term care or whatever. Um, but, but I think many were surprised that when all of a sudden uh, back in the spring, uh, the students had to pivot to online learning, how uh, some teachers were just literally knocking it out of the park and doing a great job where others uh, were, were doing the very, very basic. And I think a lot of parents thought that the uptick would have been a lot quicker, uh, that considering what we're spending, we have a little bit more of a, of a thorough system than this. Uh, now, again, you know, compared to the private systems where, you know, even situations like it myself, where we all had to had to immediately pivot and, and come home, I was surprised at which the, the speed at which we could do this. But it mm-hmm. seemed the government has a lot more difficulty with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I can say is that clearly we need to look at factors beyond spending. That's the takeaway from this report. But you raise an incredibly important point, and that is that um, education is a provincial responsibility, which means that we actually have the benefit by being a federation in Canada of looking at what systems work and what don't, because they do vary across provinces. So that means looking at education delivery, perhaps content, curriculum, as you said, teaching, accountability, um, and, and a whole host of other things, you know, socioeconomic factors, those come into play. But certainly there are other things to look at, and we have the benefit of seeing what works and what doesn't. What really strikes me is education delivery. Um, so, for example, Quebec, referring back, spends less than in Ontario. Um, Quebec provides a very fairly basic public school system. And they actually have majority of the diversity and choice, including religious-based alternative programs, um, you know, English language or special needs. That's outside the public system in independent schools. And in contrast, Ontario has up to four competing public school systems. Um, so Ontario is relying much more heavily on the public school system to deliver education. Quebec is relying much more heavily on independent schools to achieve, again, comparable results at lower cost. And we have the benefit of of looking to see what types of systems work and which don't. That being said, Tegan, I'll play devil's advocate here. There are those that are sitting there listening to this and saying this is all about promoting private uh, education. Uh, this is all about dismantling um, um, the public system and 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 lowering the bar, perhaps, in, in what we've been used to. Uh, what are your thoughts when that is raised? Well, I would say that. Again, I I don't want to put forward any recommendations because the report that we did looks at spending. But it certainly has some interesting conclusions. And again, my main takeaway is if spending isn't the sole determinant, if spending isn't necessarily even the largest determinant, what else is going on? Um, And the point being there is just it's worth looking at. Policymakers need to look beyond spending and at all the different factors that can impact education. So, in your opinion, we're spending a lot more than uh, we're, we're just not getting a bang for our buck here. Well, I, I can say that there are high spending provinces. You know, even if we go beyond Ontario, the highest spending provinces tend to be actually the lowest performers, and we see some of the lowest spending provinces, BC and Quebec, consistently leading the pack in standardized tests. So that's that's a really interesting and key trend, which I think would just suggest that there's a lot more going on and we can't rely on throwing money at the problem clearly is not um, sole solution here.
So, uh, boy, uh, when you're spending more, you just you just think you're going to get better results. Obviously, this study mm-hmm. shows the opposite. And what you're saying is, the more you spend, the less, uh, the lower the scores. Is that what you're saying? So, I'm not saying that that is a, a, a necessary or, or definite outcome. But I am also saying that more spending, as you've pointed out, does not guarantee higher outcomes. As I've said, there's so many other factors going on. So I'm not able to say that, you know, spending more is leading to X. I can't say that. But I I do think it's critical to realize that higher spending is not going to guarantee better results. We're not seeing that in the data. Um, And I I just also want to provide some important context. As we all know, the provinces, including Ontario, are facing sizable deficits and mounting debt. So it's really more critical than ever that we're looking at these programs and services that are being delivered to Ontarians, and we're finding ways to improve upon them, make them more efficient. As you say, are we getting the bang for our buck? Is there something else going on here? Um, is there a way to improve public education or you know the education system more generally? And this is particularly important for education because, of course, it's one of the largest areas of provincial spending, second just to health. So I think it just really lays the, the foundation to say, okay, we're not seeing this trend. This is not holding up. What else is going on here? If we want to improve student performance, what are some options? And they just need to be investigated further. So what's next? Where do we go from here? Well, hopefully we'll see um, further investigation across provinces. I know there are some provinces which are looking at this. Manitoba was meant to have a report on this exact issue um, out earlier this year. We we need more research into, is it delivery? Is it socioeconomic status? What is the most effective way of providing public education? What are the provinces that are having success um, doing right? So the next step is really just more research, looking at the empirical evidence and trying to form some conclusion around what's going on here. Tegan Hill has been with us, economist with the Fraser Institute, changes in spending and student enrollment levels across Canada, including Ontario, over a five-year period show education spending and how it is allocated and uh, whether we're getting the results in the form of test scores. Tegan, thank you for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thanks so much for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.